What's up, Internet? Welcome to Legacy Characters, a podcast where my dad and I hang out and talk about everything in pop culture. Comics, movies, television, music. We look how it used to be. We look how it is now. Everywhere in between. And now, without further ado, let's get generationally geeky. This is the legacy. We are the characters. I'm your host, as always, Carter John, joined by the one, the man, the myth, the legend, Daddy O. <laughs> what is up, dude? Not too fucking much. Hanging out, getting real excited. On the for... road. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're in the fortress today. Yep, hanging out at my house, about to have a barbecue. Thought it'd be a good time to lay down some tracks. Just yeah. kidding. SoundCloud link to follow. <laughs> That's it. But SoundCloud, no, um, excited to get together today because we got a little movie coming out this next week. Spider-Man Far From Home. Yeah. Part of the part of the new Spider-Man. Exactly. Right? And you transitioned perfectly into the chat we're having today, man. Thought we'd have kind of a free form episode, just a discussion about Peter Parker. Right. We've got, you know, and and you know, like I like I said, you know, I was just sitting in traffic this week and kind of running over, you know, what we could talk about. Yep. And it just it came to mind about Spidey and and the cinematic Spidey. The live action cinematic Spider-Man. Right. Yeah. And you know, and we got and, and if you look back at it, we got three distinctive Spider-Mans now. And that that's a very good way to say it is like each one of these is very distinctive in their own interpretation of the same character. Yeah, of Spider-Man. You know, of Peter Parker. Yeah. I don't like to there's a lot of Spider-Mans. Right. <laughs> but this yeah, the the Peter Parker yeah. version of Spider-Man. Yeah, he's getting he's getting to be like Batman. Very much so. <laughs> but even more so, like, where you had Clooney and Kilmore and uh, fucking Keaton. Right. Like, those were all supposed to the same continuity, air quotes, even though they're very different aesthetics. Right. Like, these are three completely different stories yeah, that and we yeah and basically that you know it's kind of what it is, is there's no like wink wink nudge nudge no none of these none of these tie together no, they're all distinctive spider-mans and that's what that's you know why i thought it was cool to that talk have come about. in such a tight fucking window yeah. when you think about it since yeah, 2002 they, roll, they rolled through it like there was never more than like three years without a spider-man movie right and that Includes two fucking full reboots. Yep. Not even soft reboots. No. Um, But nonetheless, (laughs) an exciting topic to kind of just dive into. Yeah, and talk Uh, about them. As I've been, you know, you came up with the idea, and I mentioned I was rewatching a bunch of the Spider-Man movies in preparation for Far From Home. And I've recently seen, you know, Spider-Man 2, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Homecoming Again. Spider-Man One, right? So, and we've been touching on them because they're running them all over the TV. Exactly. So uh, we thought it'd be kind of an interesting conversation to just throw out the, you know, the three entities of Peter Parker in the cinematic universe of Spider-Man and chat about it. Yeah, kind of <laughs> do a compare analysis and um, you know what we think. Yeah. So to jump right in, let's talk about Peter Parker. 
as opposed to Spider-Man and kind of the interpretations of well, what that's each. A, you know, that's a, that's where he starts. You know, Peter Parker gives Spider-Man who Spider-Man is. Yeah, and seeing, starting with Tobey Maguire, the more innocent, real, all-shucks, 60s-era, G-golly Parker luck. Peter Parker, where this dude's life, fucking awful. And he is grade-A dweeb. Constantly. Yeah, I mean, he just, it, he as Peter Parker, he walks around with a black cloud over mm-hmm. it, uh, like an Eeyore. Exactly. You know, and you, you know, you got to, you got to think that, you know, as they, as they, as Toby moved through it, you could understand just, you know, his attitude as Peter Parker is just like, geez. But it does, a, that, showcasing Peter that way does a good job of really emphasizing the real kind of golden age with great power comes great responsibility. Right. You can't, you, you can't be selfish because bad shit happens. So you have to be selfish, which means this Peter sacrificing at every fucking turn yeah Which and it, you get really um you really get a good basis on a cinematic standpoint of of how his life is yeah and what makes spider-man special as a character right yeah or peter, peter parker, parker special yeah, like and his ordinary life with ordinary fucking problems like rent right like, yeah. <laughs> the green goblin and poverty yeah, <laughs> exactly. spider-man's two biggest villains dude and <laughs> right, i think whether or not he's gonna be living on the street toby's interpretation of peter parker really harps on that fact and that and right part of the, the character poor, you know doom and gloom nothing happens to him right yeah you know and 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 you know the, uh spider-man we watched yesterday you really get a good feel about that where he just loses faith dude at every fucking point and he quits being spider-man at one point like exactly so I think that's kind of the defining aspect of Toby's Peter Parker. Right. Whereas, you know, you kind of shift that aspect to Andrew, and they really emphasize the loss. Right. Like, you and see his it, parents yeah. die, you see Uncle Ben die, and you see Gwen die in the span of his two movies. And, like, that aspect right. of, like... and how, how troubling that could be. It's clearly tragic. Like And still having to be Spider-Man. They give him a little... The 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 Parker luck is more emphasized in like this motherfucker loses everyone he cares about. Right, like Captain Stacy dies. Like there's a lot of death that follows Peter Parker. Right, and you got to you know you got to take into consideration with with you know that that type of history. Yeah, you know that he's even half sane. And that's kind of the point. And once again, that's always the point is like he rises above that to still be Spider-Man. Yep. The amazing Still Spider-Man. be the superhero. But uh, whereas Toby was pure 60s dweebish Peter Parker, this is uber cool Peter Parker, I guess is the best way to say it. Like, and, it, it, you know, he seems he's got more of a maturity to him. He does. and But it's a subtle take that brings in, you know, the quote unquote geeky Peter Parkerness right. to Andrew Garfield, which he gives him the stutter. He gives him like the social anxiety. Right. Like yeah. he's just awkward. Like, yep. yeah, he's super suave and charming and shit like that, but he's also uber awkward because he's so fucking smart. Yeah. Like almost, you and know. You, and you, and see, and that's something I you know, kind of lost with Toby. Yeah. Is the, you, you get flashes of it. But you you lose that as his black cloud looms over him. Yeah. How smart he really is. Because he's just constantly fucking up. 
Yeah, and it's just like, you know, and, yeah, he's he's playing from behind the A-ball constantly. And the goofier tone of those movies really kind of informs that, like in Spider-Man 2 at the beginning, where this super smart dude with super reflexes and everything is like late delivering the pizzas because he couldn't get all the fucking mop handles <laughs> back in the goddamn closet. And you're like, oh, it sucks to be Peter Parker. Wah, wah, wah. And it plays a good moment. Yep. But also you're like, Jesus, fuck, you're supposed to be a super genius superhero. Put the fucking mops in the closet and get shit done. Right. Exactly. Like, it's played for that where Andrew Garfield doesn't have that like goofiness. Like he's a skateboarder, cool hipster guy. Exactly. From the beat. Yeah. And his exactly. stuff just comes with his stutter and like awkwardness in social situations. Yep. But and we'll get to it as we kind of talk about the Spider-Man version is you he does a good job of that true dichotomy yep. of like or not the yes the dichotomy but also the wish fulfillment of like his social anxiety and weirdness and stuttering go away. Be, when he puts on the mask because yep. he's confident. And he becomes, yeah, Superman. I mean, uh, Spider-Man. Spider but, and, and seeing that's the thing, you know, with him, um, you got more quippiness as Spider-Man. He was truly comedic. I, and I don't want to go too far into Spider-Man yet as as kind of the other side of right. the coin. But he, you know, that was, a, a, you know, for me, defining. Oh, yeah, as no, As far absolutely. as, you know, the way Garfield played. He's gotten progressively quippier as the character's been portrayed more. Right. And uh, I guess that's a good transition into our final Peter Parker, which is Tom Holland. Right. And I think he does a little bit of both. Yeah, and you get, to me, Tom Holland has brought, brought his you know his own youthfulness to it. yes which is but, his defining aspect but I'd say. he's also brought you know good aspects from both toby and andrew that's a perfect perfect uh statement i like he is truly beneficial of hindsight yeah like he's gotten and the producers and kevin feige working and on the, all these movies have gotten to see these many interpretations of spider-man and be like right this and is they, how we make yeah, it. Yeah, they work. got they got you know the full package and Tom Holland, you know, and yeah. and and Peter, and you got you got him in as a true high schooler. Yeah, which is which is really the defining aspect is the youthfulness and taking it back to, it's the ultimate Spider Man. I like it, in any way you want to slice it, it's essentially the ultimate universe, which is what the MCU is based on. But right, doing a good job of adapting that uh, millennial Peter Parker, like. Yeah. He's still kind of dorky, but dorky's in, so it's he, yeah. it works. And you get hit, you get the you know as Peter, you get the the smart. And side he's a of super it. tech genius yep. who kind of follows Tony Stark. Like that's yeah. it really follows these beats that work within the bigger MCU while still maintaining the character aspects we talked about with both Toby and Andrew. Where right. like. You get a little bit of the Parker luck, not so much, right. but like the cringy stuff in Homecoming, like his girlfriend's dad turns out to be the fucking villain, like shit right. like that, which is true blue Spider-Man. Right. Uh, but also the, you know, the quipster and, and the having, super, you know, geek. having to deal with it as Peter Parker, this yeah. young Peter Parker. And having those mundane issues. Right. A little less of like poverty is such an issue with Tom Holland, <laughs> like yeah. it was Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Right. Well, yeah, you get a little bit, yeah, from a personal uh, existence side. Yeah. Um, yeah, you get middle class New Yorker. 
is what you get to feel with, you know, especially with uh, uh, um, Aunt May. Um, Marissa Tomei. Yeah, she she's a great Aunt May for that universe. Yeah. Where yeah. you got the older Aunt May, you know, with Toby. The tr- it's it's really the ultimate universe versus the 616, like Steve Ditko. And then Andrew Garfield's this weird amalgamation plus, like, dark and gritty is in, so throw a splash of that in. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but that's kind of the differences and similarities between the Peter Parkers of yep. the three actors. And I think it really does. I mean, and I hate to, I, I don't want to speak ill because at one point these were all my favorite Spider-Man, yeah. but Tom Holland really does embody my favorite interpretation of the character and all the aspects I liked from the previous. Right. Two. And you, and you said that once we, you know, we got through the other two Spider-Mans got into, you know, Tom Hall and taking over as Spider-Man, you, you know, that's one of the first things you said. And you even said it back when, you know, the other two were rolling was, you know, he, you know, for my Spider-Man, he's not young enough. Yeah. You know, that's the whole thing is he's younger. You know, he's, you know, in the middle of his high school years, and both of those guys are clearly thirty. Yeah, they're they were you know, and I always thought that they were college age. Yeah, and that's what know? they that, if that's the stories they wanted to tell, which they ultimately got to both of them. That's right. cool, but like, what makes Peter Parker so relatable as a character for me personally is like the dude's got homework and he's got you know like oh I'm gonna kiss Mary Jane for the first time also Green Goblin like that's so fucking cool yeah like I have to help out the family because we're poor to take pictures of Spider-Man right that's yeah cool and uh, unfortunately you lose a lot of that with the relationship with Iron Man now because there's just infinite money rolling around yeah but you get the youthfulness where he's got to go to the academic decathlon Right. But he's got to stop the vulture. And yeah. it, like that kind of shit where you're just like, it's so nice. Yep. Like him in high school, like trying to and, court and dealing Liz. with peer pressure yeah. as Peter Parker and, you know, all the shit that's just, you know, typical middle, middle, you know, middle age of high school. And the temptation of using Spider-Man to be popular. Right. Like that we see in yep. Homecoming. Like it, it just works for me. And but also having rewatched the other two recently as well for what they were trying to do toby Maguire is so fucking good if you get over the age thing and just commit to him being a, a college student right specifically in spider-man 2 it is so perfect 60s era spider-man like oh, he is so g golly he's yeah. so goofy but he's so spider-man he's so peter parker you like know, it's you know it, he just yeah he just embodies that like you said, the OG golly, you know, yeah. honest life. But just of... fuck your life sucks, dude. Yeah. Panel after right. panel after scene after scene, just getting shit on. And it's <laughs> it's it's comical, but it's it's really cool, actually. Uh, and Garfield as this dark kind of hipster modern. Yeah. You know, Mark the grunge feel to it. It works like and it, what his Peter Parker really thrives in the relationship he has with Gwen Stacy. Right. That's what I feel. Even in the Spider-Man 2, like, the Amazing Spider-Man 2, that movie's shit. I'll admit it. But, like, A, <laughs> no. there's a bunch of good Spider-Man shit we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. But that r- 
relationship between Gwen and Peter is so charismatic that you don't even mind him stalking her at points in the movie. But like that's where it really works. Right. Is yep. that the true love of Peter Parker's life is Gwen Stacy and like yeah, it, it really sells that and it sells that loss. So that's kind of the Peter Parker aspect of the character. Kind of to flip that coin as I said earlier. Let's talk about Spidey. Yep. The the webhead, the amazing, the spectacular the spider-man so first we have toby's which i think is the weakest of the three honestly uh as yeah technology and just overall comic culture grew i think the way he moved the action scenes and both his personality and jokes only improved as kind of the more comic book became more of the mainstream right. i guess there's uh, still you, you got that you know it came back around exactly like and i don't think he's as funny or as you know pure spider-man as the other two i guess would be right. the best way and, and you know and we talked about that about yeah you know, how you know he just um just yeah his spider-man um was the quippiness and that's that's the whole thing is that and that's lack to something it, it, you know it uh, it gives you that uh, it differentiates between the peter parker and the spider-man yeah and toby mcguire just that he just okay. kind of waffled yeah the, exactly the, the the variance wasn't as vast as and, the other two exactly and that's and that's what you expect from you know the comic Spider Man yeah. Peter Parker is there yeah you know, it's like Bruce Wayne and Batman Batman you you have distinctive lines yeah and that, he, that that they that they follow and there were sparks and flashes of it but it just I think the other two interpretations took that as the main criticism which was uh, having lived through those times and been severely obsessed with all these movies was the main criticism of Tommy Maguire's Spider-Man at the time was he wasn't quippy enough. Right. Like, he he was constantly sad because his life is shit. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there were flashes in there, and I don't want to discount it. No, but it just didn't... Um, it, it wasn't consistent. No, and it wasn't to the degree in which Spider-Man fans wanted and expected. Right. Uh, so I think Andrew Garfield really does improve on that the most. Yep. Uh but you go, in, you, you know, you, but he, I just I can't get over, you know, the look of his, the his, in the first one, yes, yeah. which unfortunately is a good movie caught in a bad fucking costume, and we didn't really talk about Toby's costume. I think that thing is classic. Oh yeah, uh, that's well, we my Spider Man, dude. Like it, it still looks decent in those movies. We watched the 4K remaster. Yeah, like, he he looks good flying, you know yeah. the way you know, it just um, yeah it's a nice suit when it's moving. It's got the small eyes that are meant to invoke that '60s era Spider-Man. It's got the raised webbing, which I always thought was pretty cool looking. Yeah, it gave it more texture. 
Uh, but I, I still like that suit. I play with it all the time in the PS4 game. It's fucking cool as shit. You know, and the the colors were great on it. Yeah, they and, went darker, and know, they matched the red with the navy. Like, yeah, and, it's nostalgic and the way, for me. You know, the way the suit looked and the the color, the way the colors matched, and it was real, dude. Like for fucking ten year old me, is like yeah. you could touch that Spider Man, and you're like, that's, that's fucking you, Spider Man. You know, you got to give it kudos because yeah, if you really look at it, he, you know, Toby was the first mm-hmm. cinematic Spider Man. Yeah. That that and it goes back to what you say about a lot of these superhero movies is they they took him serious. You got you know you didn't get uh, you know animated series Spider Man. No. You got a, a true life Spider Man. Exactly, and they did a good job, and it looked cool. So I always hold that suit in regard. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, to transition back to the god awful basketball thing that fucking yeah, well, yeah. Andrew Garfield wears with the sunglass, orange sunglass right. eyes. Like I get it's supposed to be more like minimalistic and look like a spider. It it looks bad. It it, it has not aged well. It's creepy looking. Right. Well, and I think too, if you, if you look at it, it and, and you said it just the whole ambiance of yeah. those those two movies and the the darker grittier but the the second one completely changes changed. it up and, like, and went back and looked like, more like toby's that but like took once again one of the big uh gripes that people had at the time of toby's costume was the smaller eyes we wanted the mcfarlane eyes right. with the brighter colors which is exactly what they gave us in the amazing spider-man 2 Exactly. The movie's just shit. Yeah. Like, they Amazing just, Spider-Man they... 1's not a bad movie. It's a good lizard story. It's just that suit is oh, fucking distracting. Just, yeah, it does man. not match how quippy that Spider-Man is. No. Like, the, the scene with the car robber where he's like, oh, no, small knives, my big... Like, it's all funny. Yeah. Like, it works as a Spider-Man scene. But the suit is it's just... Like, it just overcomes everything. It's nightmare fuel. Like, yeah. it's, it's fucking distracting. Yeah, it, it, it becomes the focal point when you're... And not in a good way. You're actually getting a good, quippy... Spider-Man performance. Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Yeah, and that's kind of... To transition into Amazing Spider-Man 2, I, I will go on the stake saying... In a vacuum, those Spider-Man scenes at the beginning and uh, at the fucking Times Square are enjoyable and some of the best Spider-Man quips, action, all of that shit. The whole package. We've ever seen in any of these movies. Yeah. Like, pure Spider-Man swinging through the city, saving New York. Looking good. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And, and yeah, you got that. You finally got up to that point, that, that full package. It was. And there was so much promise with how that movie opened. Yep. Minus, like. And then it just, uh Yeah. But th- we're not here to judge the, the merit. The movies, but, you know, it's, it's. But, you know, also, too, this is the Spider-Man had to fit into that. He did. But I just I don't want to harp on it because I think Andrew Garfield gets unfairly fucking maligned for he was great. Like, yeah, he was doing well, a different you know, take just, and his Spider-Man in a vacuum is fucking awesome. Yeah. Just fight what me. they did to the movie. And it is what it is. Yeah. And I really think, you know, the first one would have been so much better if he would have been in that costume. Oh, definitely. Like we'd be having a different discussion. That you know, that suit, yeah. If that suit would have carried through those two movies, yeah, the, it, uh, it the would, first it, one would have been one of the you know one one that you would talk about all the time. Exactly, you'd watch it with Spider Man Two and Spider Man and Homecoming. Right. Um, and finally, the Jack of All Trades, Mister Tom Holland, yeah. motherfucker wearing all the costumes. Yeah, I've uh, just wow. <laughs> yeah, 
That's an understatement. But fucking, uh, we're going to kind of emphasize the homecoming suit, the original Stark suit, uh, and how they did it. Like, once again, they've taken, they're like, we've taken, there's takes on Spider-Man. We're, gonna we're just going to do Spider-Man. And put all the good together. Not and... even. They just did Spider-Man. Yep. Like, it's the royal blue with the bright red with the webbing. Like, they added some extra tech lines, air quote. But other than that, the eyes move, like, boom. Yeah. And he looks really good. Mm-hmm. And, and when he moves and he flips and you get... Well, and you also have the advancement of CGI, exactly, and and and, and then you you know you get what you would think out of a comic book in live action the way he moves it's, and 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 you know what he does as Spider Man exactly like he's just benefited so much from time and culture progressing, yep, and technology and culture like fucking Tobey Maguire walked so Tom Holland can swing. Yeah, like as cheesy as that sounds, like it's exactly it, it. Like we, they were like, okay, we've seen they they got two full fucking beta tests to be like, okay, this is what people like, this is what people don't like. We can get away with this now with the culture and just do full on fucking royal blue and bright yeah. red and a quippy Spider Man who's making pop culture references. And and you and you take that and you place it into. You know the whole MCU, Where and he playing. fit so well with all the rest. And he of just them. pays benefit, like of getting to see Spider-Man do his quip thing off of Thor, off of fucking Captain America, yeah. off of Iron Man, and see him quip against like, "Whoa, dude, metal arm, that's you fucking know? cool." And one of my favorite scenes of of Spider-Man is in Civil War where he's throwing down with Falcon and Bucky. Yeah, and just you know being just uh, just all over the place, but quippy, smart ass, but still really inquisitive because yeah, you know you're you're looking at a you know middle high schooler. It's just it, and he looks so cool with the like yeah, and the, the way the eyes articulate that's that's a big plus there. It, that for the simple fact of go back and watch any of the old Spider-Man movies, anytime shit got real. You have to take off the mask because he can't emote. You're paying this fucking actor yeah. money. He doesn't have to pull off the mask as much now because you can no. see Tom Holland's reaction through the mask. It's the Deadpool effect. Like yep. it, it fucking works. It's the same reason where I'm like, fingers crossed, that in the new Batman movie, they give him the white eyes. Just do it with the cowl. Right. Like, fucking do it. It, it and you can do it subtle enough where you it's fine. Like, but it works. Yep. It's so cool and it brings a different level to the suit, to the performance, and to everything. It's like and, it, and it's you that emotion that you miss. Yeah. That you miss from the other ones that and the bigger eyes really make make it that much better. Yeah. But it doesn't distract. Because no. you're more caught up in the emotion and what the eyes are doing from yeah. an emotional standpoint that they're bigger or anything else. They they just don't distract. They enhance. They really do. It, it just it brings a different dynamic to that performance, to his Spider-Man as a whole. It's, it's, it's really cool. It, and it really does just kind of culminate from what the other ones brought before it and just as the modern day interpretation of spider-man like this is now as iconic as the traditional spider-man like the, the old right i guess in reference to tom holland being the ultimate spider-man air quotes from the comic books like that uh interpretation is now as valuable 20 years removed as the original so having such an iconic interpretation of that version 
done so well is just chef kiss and, and, dude. And that's a long day, way yeah you know and that's that's a long the way greatest saying part. like it's so cool to have what we have now but also i don't want to you know harp on tom holland being so great because there's so much good and love that i still have for the other two right and um, you can't, you know, you, you, and I think back to, you know, my feelings about Batman 89. Yeah. And, and you, and, and the movies that came after, after that was that I look back and I still, you know, that's that I got, I got my first real Batman. That's Michael Keaton is still Batman. Like yeah. Tommy McGuire is still Peter Parker for me. Like, right. And, and it just, and, and. <laughs> as opposed to what they've done with Batman. Yeah. Spider-Man's gotten better. He's gotten more like his comic kind of part. Right. And, and, and specifically a version that I am see, quite and, fond and of. That's the cool thing about what MCU's has done with their characters is they pay so such good homage to the comics. And even history. Yeah. The history part of comics. No, exactly. And, and getting to see three distinct interpretations of this character that draw on three completely different versions of said character right is so unique so special and there's good to be found in all three all of, of them. them yes all of them. so what we're saying is more spider-man more all the time and then we're not even talking about into the spider-verse which is a whole different peter parker a whole different miles morales right. gwen stacy more spider people all the fucking yeah. time you know you're talking you're talking you know one of you know one of the the crowns of marvel Spider-Man. He is the crown at Marvel, dude. You know, so that's and that's why I'm so happy that that you know as Tom Holland has matured into this Spider-Man, it, it, it's only gotten better. He has only gotten better as yeah. he's and moved we're gonna along. see him grow as Spider-Man, become college age Spider-Man, hopefully become married Spider-Man, like do all this stuff. Right, and he's in the per perfect position to do that. It's it's so good, it's so awesome, and it comes on the backs of two great Spider-Man that I got to grow up with, dude. Peter Parker is such a special character. Oh, yeah, and I'm so excited 100%. from Far From Home. That's our chat on Peter Parker, dude. I think I, I think we've spidied it out. I'm all out of web fluid. Yeah, that, that's yeah. not and not. Yeah, <laughs> time to time to take the suit off and become Peter Parker. All right, give me pictures of Peter Parker. Oh. <laughs> Internet people, come hit us up online, legacycharacters.com, Twitter at Legacy Characters. That's the best places you can do it. Facebook. Yeah, I don't check that shit. So hit us up. I get notices, else. so you know people people. You yeah. know, they view it, so... Okay, that works. So, that's it for this week, man. This is a cool swinging chat. That's I don't know. right. I can't think Getting of ready for Far From Home. Right. Anything better right now. Um, until next time, everybody, go out and make your legacy. You characters. Mm -hmm.